and we are live on the first episode of A Perfect Podcast, and uh, this is your host, Brendan Watts. I am the art director and uh, also the director of marketing at the moment for A Perfect Year or Hypostatic Studios, who is producing it, and I'm joined here with my good friend and colleague, Rob Santiago, who is the creative mastermind behind the entire thing. He is a game dev journalist extraordinaire, and... uh, yeah, go ahead. Take it away, Rob. Thank you very much for the introduction, Brendan. And uh, yep, very proud to be here for our first episode of A Perfect Podcast. I think it's going to be a crazy ride for everyone. So we're going to talk about uh, the game, the uh, underlying ideas of the project, uh, which stem into uh, science and transhumanism and philosophy and just a wide range of topics. Uh, Brendan wrote a really good description to the podcast on the the uh the main page but yeah so um yeah what are we gonna be talking we're gonna be distributed on all major podcast platforms itunes spotify everything Mm. so uh yeah we've been working on the project for the last uh brendan joined the project i think it's what is it one or you two years ago now uh about a full year ago Oh, yeah. Yep. So we've been uh, working on the project for two years at RIT and uh, Brendan joined a year as our art director. And we uh, were working with uh, the Rochester Institute of Technology's co-op program, which uh, they awarded us $10,000 and a studio over the summer. And we worked on the project that entire summer and we did a very similar program the previous summer. So uh, this has been going an ongoing production with uh, Magic Spell Studios at RIT and they've uh, given us a lot of funding and the ability to get uh, a team together of about 20 students now and a uh, collection. Okay. Yeah, total over the course of the two years. And also uh, collaborating with a lot of professors who oversaw the project and uh, a lot of the management at RIT who helped us out a lot. So, um, yeah, so the, the name of the game is 8128, A Perfect Year. And it takes place in... 8128, which was the last perfect number discovered by the ancient Greeks. And um, you're you're awakened from cryostasis in the future, and um, your brain is removed and melted down into water memory because uh, the future society is trying to perfect humanity on that year to commemorate the perfect number discovery by the Greeks. So to do so, they are melding everyone's minds down into water memory, which is based on a um, the ideas of the uh, what is considered a pseudoscientific concept of water memory, and uh, combining that. There was like a whole like unit measurement thing of of uh, what's stored in a cubic inch of water. What was that again? Yeah. Uh, so um, scientists are presently able. I read an article on. Uh, they're able to take a uh, a store a petabyte of data inside of a gram of DNA inside of a drop of water. Right. So so that's a massive amount of information in a very small space. Mm-hmm. And um. And do you know so, do you know how much data is contained within the human genome? Uh, we could look. We should look that up right now. <laughs> Let's let's want to do how many petabytes of data. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Is 
But uh, yeah, yeah. By the way, this, this uh, video feed is going up on YouTube. Nice. So, yeah. So they uh, in the future they take the idea of storing all this data inside of the water, inside of the DNA, inside of the water, That's and seven hundred twenty-five megabytes of data. Wow. So that's a huge difference in information. So yeah. that's just, much. yeah. And that would uh, also combine with the science or the uh, idea of uh, what's it called taking all these uh, different sciences like homeopathic remedies and quantum solvents and data lakes and combining them all uh, these very like different ideas from all these different ranges, combining them into this idea of water memory. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, and also tying that into the super fluidity of helium and just a ton of, uh, scientific facts just from all across the board and combining them and that's how we wrote the story for a lot of the game is uh, just taking all these concepts considered uh, uh, like pseudosciences or uh, taking religions and combining with transhumanist ideas and just it's supposed to be a holistic design philosophy where we try and educate our players through um, the wide range of topics that we cover. And also, uh, it's worth mentioning that the idea behind The Perfect Year is that it's a free online educational video game. So uh, the game, we're aiming to eventually make it completely free, but it work initially with releasing uh, the spaceship, the Persopon, as completely free. And the Persopon is a Greek theological term that means uh, the face or the mask or the tool that's used to externalize the self. So in uh that way the persopon as a spaceship is meant to externalize the hypostasis which is the essence of humanity which is being distilled inside of it as you live inside of it so your brain is converted into water memory and that water memory is poured into a greek statue which serves as your psychic cyborg on the ship Mm -hmm. and uh so everybody has their own it's called a strata statue and everybody creates their own strata statue to uh, represent their idealized self. And we're looking to eventually uh, make it so that you can scan your actual body in and be a living uh, cyborg Greek statue with your water memory data saved inside on the spaceship. So, uh, oh yeah, can we play the trailer? Now this this sounds like a lot of, uh, just a lot of stuff to drop on a, a normal consumer. Like, I'm wondering what sort of vehicles we're going to use to... to d- you know, display all this information besides dialogue. Mm, That's very interesting. Yeah, uh, well, I think uh, everything is also a visual metaphor, so you can really kind of play the game without interacting with any of the, uh, like, the uh, characters directly, because we want the player to be able to play how they want to play. So if you want to go through and just kill everything, and you can. You could do whatever, like, we aim for it to make it a very free-form experimental experience where the player can do whatever they want, and explore either the educational aspects or the gameplay aspects and just meet online with their friends and just chat about what they want to do in this sci-fi social life and just live amongst their friends doing story-based elements and also doing things like going to, uh, the like in the trailer shows the Bust to Bust Fight Club, which is a like a statue fight club, or the Holographic History Halls, which tells the, uh, the history from the past through a transhumanist lens as everything is seen in the game and telling the history of humanity through uh, by looking back to what is considered the past, which would be like our time and things like that and like the possible futures of humanity, which will be decided 
yeah, which will be decided by the players themselves. So everything the players do is saved uh, as data, which is then fed into what we're calling the astral arc. And uh, that data, uh, all the choices that you make affect how you, uh, the outcome of not only your character, but the world around you. So uh, we want the player's decisions to actually impact the what's called the transhumanist timeline of the project itself as we build it. Because uh, the game is being released in episodes. Uh, the, we're aiming for initially seven episodes and right, over four. That's kind of what makes it like a social experiment, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, the, we're do, we have uh, a lot of the first episode, the, uh, uh, the Psychopathic Psyche, which we worked with the psychology department at RIT. And uh, we kind of uh, sim- aim to simulate and also explain different mental illnesses with the help of the psychology department there. And they provided us really good information on how to gamify actual mental illnesses so that the player can almost through playing experience them themselves, mm-hmm. which is a, uh, we're aiming to make a very intense experience. Yeah, that is very where, intense. Yeah. So, uh, that'll we'll show a lot of that. Yeah. This is a video of us recording at the imagine RIT creativity festival. And some awesome artwork from our uh, 3D ed- artist, Avery Adams, who did an excellent job on our Shadow of the Self 3D model, which is your main vessel in the psychopathic psyche. And uh, yeah, our, the game is a collection of uh, custom-made pieces, remixed models taken apart, bot models. We really designed it uh, like we made it, where it's a very fractured, fractured piece-together experience with a lot of different aspects. So per se, if you don't want to go into the psychopathic psyche, if you don't like a horror game, you don't have to play that. Right. So we put a warning like that level is very intense, whereas the second episode would be Tech Heaven, which where you meld minds with a transhumanist tech cultist who's trying to realize old theologies through um, uh, science. So you have to go through his brain, which is set up like a neural network, and uh, that is uh, structured like the Kabbalah Tree of Life. And you go through each of the Sephiroth spears, which you have to hack into, which is part of his brain. And that hosts a different religion that he's trying to realize. And you have to confront the gods of that religion and decide if you want to meld with them or destroy them, erase them from the memory pool. And that affects the uh, the transhumanist timeline, the astral arc that's being formed from all these players' decisions. Mm-hmm. So your decisions actively impact the game. So everything you do inside of a water memory world, which is when you combine minds with other player or story character, depending if uh, it's an episode, uh, when you meld minds with them, you both enter the cognitive dissonance chamber, which melts cognitive your brains jam. down. Yeah, the cognitive jam. That's our nickname for it. <laughs> uh, like the team nickname. But uh, yeah, you go to meld minds there and... Uh, your brains form a, uh, a psychic landscape from the fusion of the two minds that are being melded and the DNA trackers are taken off the DNA. So at that point, your stats are vulnerable because you're combining minds with the other player and you have to assert your evolutionary dominance of what becomes of that, that fusion and that uh, affects your stats. So you can actively gamble stats by trying to meld minds with a character yeah. like if you've seen As here. As you can see here, yeah, this is this is a player who probably uh, played uh, by killing through his, killing through the levels and uh, not trying to reason with any of any of the uh, characters. Yeah, definitely. 
So, um, so if you attack, you could like this guy's just uh, at this playthrough. We were doing it, just killing our way through everything. Where when you uh, psychically, psychically connect with a another internal effigy, which are the your opponents' aspects of the other psyche. Mm -hmm. In this case, the psychopathic psyche. Uh, you can see everything has a third eye or a point of view, um, and you can cyclically connect to that or do damage to it. In this case, the red things are being shot at it, and this would damage their uh, their point of view and their internal effigy, that internal effigy. Or if you shoot a blue thought bubble into it and you connect with that internal effigy, you enter hypostasis where time freezes and you enter a, uh, a focused... Uh, uh, what's it called? Yeah, like a focus-based uh, RPG, a time-based RPG, where time freezes. You have a certain amount of focus to do actions inside of that other player's right. mind, where you connect minds. And you get to go and, all around the all around the enemy and sort of pick your moves, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you can either hack in further at that point, just destroy their minds from the inside, or you can, uh, what's it called? You can. Um, have just talked to it and learn its story more of the story from it and your your dialogue with that internal effigy affects if you meld with it and if you meld with it it can become part of your stats and you get special things so there's a, a benefit to melding with things where if you agree with that say you're going for a light based character mm -hmm. and you want to meld with a light entity then it would make your the light stats stronger but if you melded with a dark entity and lost then you're regardless of what you wanted you would become a darker entity so you have to be careful with who you meld with and things like that how you use it in this case uh this is a demo of just showing how the water physics could work in our uh the bipolar uh uh this is uh having to do with uh mood disorders every section of the psychopath's heart is meant to simulate a different mental a different set of mental illnesses so one area is the schizophrenic uh sea sirens spider like tunnel she's a schizophrenic uh sea spider siren type entity where she uh and you learn about schizophrenia and interactions with uh drugs with schizophrenia the issues around that and also around pregnancy with schizophrenia and also uh a lot of aspects of um uh different types of uh yeah that will not not can't, can't give too much away but <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh so that's like one level and then we have um what brennan what they would do the anxiety yeah there's a uh, disassociation uh oh yeah yep depression anxiety disassociation schizophrenia mm. so the, those are the ones we did for that but yeah so i talked enough uh, Brendan, talk about your role on the project and all the things that uh, you're working on and just uh, this being one of them. <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, we I've been sort about. of like a jack-of-all-trades. I've become sort of like uh, sort of like the Rob's business partner here. Um, mm -hmm. I've been taking care of uh, things like music at one point, um, but when I first came on, it was in order to do concept art. So mm -hmm. uh, originally I was working directly with... Um, one of our 3D design, 3D digital design people, uh, Zach Bishop, who actually, uh, I, I don't know, should be, I guess I, I've, I've almost pretty much given that away, but I think we're going to have Zach on for a podcast. Oh, uh, in nice. The future. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, actually, awesome. I know Zach from high school, and uh, he uh, he is in 3D digital design, and I'm an illustration at uh, RIT. 
and mm-hmm. uh, so I, I you know I thought he might have been a good fit because I knew him before and actually he and I were roommates so basically our, our chain of command was uh, you know we would all brainstorm and come up with our ideas I would draw them out I would send it off to Zach and uh, Zach would model it and then um, later on in that summer I started working on some soundtrack stuff and um, at this point now I'm working on a lot of marketing and uh, and yeah I'm working on marketing and this podcast yeah yeah thanks so much for your help yeah of Huge course part of the team as our art director of course so yep very very important player yeah, so. in this whole in this whole project <laughs> so there's something I want to say oh. I don't want everybody to think that the tone of this podcast is going to be you know super serious and mm. explaining things and like we're ed- like too educational because I want to have a little fun yeah definitely <laughs> I, I agree with that yeah like we could cut that up and then spread it across multiple parts even because I was going to say, if I wanted to do a more concise explanation, even, as like a, because uh, that one was like pretty drawn out. So at the end, uh, we could do like a kind of concise thing. But I think that's, you're right, it's a good time to break into like a different uh, a yeah. timeline here. Yeah, we'll just, also, let's just leave, let's leave all this in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we could definitely, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll make it nice sure. and raw because I think people enjoy the behind the scenes stuff. I know I mm, do definitely. when I like, you know get into someone if anyone gets into us i don't know i don't know if we'll ever (laughs) have any fans or anything but that'd be pretty cool true true (laughs) so there's a segment that i would like to do regularly on the podcast i wanted and it's called now you're speaking my language Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this, <laughs> so this stems, oh, no. this, <laughs> this stems from Rob, because uh, he, he sometimes he'll just mumble gibberish, and uh, and he'll sure. he thinks he's actually communicating, but uh, no one can understand what he's saying, and uh, yeah. he'll just be mumbling sometimes. <laughs> and he won't, actually... even, he won't even correct himself. So so sometimes when he's out in public and people like flub their words or something or like just say a little gibberish for a second, he'll be like, oh, now you're speaking my language. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So now it's become like that Rob, you know, has has this own his own special language. And, you know, every time a little, someone, a little meme among the group, every time someone flubs a little bit, oh, now you're speaking my language. So that's yep. why I've named this segment. Now you're speaking my language. That's what it should be. Oh, oh wait. Hello. So, yep. Ooh. For a second, my screen went off, so I thought the whole thing just died. So, <laughs> so I what like, I oh. want to do is I want to look in this book that I have because I've meticulously uh, printed out all of the, your Instagram posts on your oh, Instagram. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, like that's awesome. You did that though. <laughs> Yeah, it took forever, and it was on company time at my old job. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I want to find That's a really good one where you start delving really deep. Let's do it. Oh, all the rhymes and everything. Yeah, and you just like it's all like like rhythmic and like way overly, <laughs> overly <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> expl- like explanatory. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to think of the word for it. Overly ornate language for sure. Like, but it's like everything 
Like, I feel like that's what a lot of the writing is going to be like. Just really, oh. just everything's oh. rhyming and just like. Hey, okay. Hey. Here we go. I found one. Definitely in the water level. I Definitely in the. Yeah, I think this is the water level. <laughs> Eight, nice, Sorry, nice. it's been so long since the last screenshot. <laughs> Super. <laughs> Super yeah. busy with the start of the semester and many similar business shenanigans. The speed at which new content is released will be increased from this point forward. <laughs> yeah, so here's works. a surprise shot from our Ocean of Agape, an underwater psychic landscape where the subaquatic citizens compete for sonic dominance using what they deem sonoluminescent sound systems. <laughs> The sound from all of the sonoluminescent sound system tribes are being filtered and focused into an electroacoustic echo chamber at the center of this auditory skirmish. <laughs> Where's it? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm getting a headache. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that level is going to be a lot of rhythm-based gameplay because you're like a uh, like a pistol shrimp type character who cracks his bones and pistol shrimps are able to create uh, what's it called the uh, the force from the clap not only shoots a, like a a bullet force out, but it also uh, the frequency at which it snaps causes the water to implode into light. So, so it uses sound to create water and light. So so that's what a so, the sonoluminescent uh, sound system is based off of. Exactly. Okay. So the sonoluminescent sound systems are using sound to create light underwater, and all the tribes are competing. And you dance using a bone cracking dance in between the tribes. And uh, so it's like a rhythm game where uh, your bone cracks like the pistol shrimp and creates frequencies, create light. So your bone cracking dance creates light underwater for you to go to the different uh, sonoluminescent sound temples. And you got to decide if you like their song. And also, since all the sound is being collected in the echo chamber at the center of the ocean of agape and is being filtered into uh that echo chamber to create a non-Newtonian Venus, which will be like the future image of humanity in that mind, in your mind for you. Venus. So, yeah. So it's like non-Newtonian fluid on a speaker, how it rises into a form. Mm -hmm. So all the sound is being collected to create some form that the sound tribes are also battling over because they are all battling for like the ideal human image in their minds. So not only is the sound you're doing creating light, it's also uh, and also the where you do your uh, do the bone cracking dance at yourself at that uh, that temple not only creates the light that will help you survive but it also is all being fed into that echo chamber so you're fighting for your mm -hmm. ideas and your music that you relate to and different things and we're going to collaborate with a lot of different musicians we've got uh, a really talented cast of musicians from Rick Scott who is this just this awesome like he's uh, like a uh, he studied at like a German music conservatory his whole life and makes just crazy experimental electronic music, which he made uh, the song at the beginning of this this big trailer on the website. Uh, so he made this like he makes awesome psychedelic experimental music. And then Brendan and uh, uh, wow, I just I'm blanking so hard. You got to cut this out. <laughs> Riku, Riku, Riku. Yeah, God, that's such a surreal name. Kingdom it's just Hearts. like, yeah, it's like. <laughs> It's like I have to tell every, you, time. every time you forget them, like Kingdom Hearts, you're like, ah, duh. Right? Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> that's, that's an awesome name. But uh, yeah, Riku, who made this amazing track for the, uh, he is working on the hard level with us this summer. So he made uh, this really intense battle music that we're going to be using a, a lot. And Brandon also made a uh, song for the Depression uh, Sewer 
which was really moving guitar track. Yeah, that so, slow guitar track. Yeah, so definitely feeling those. And uh, so, and we're also looking to collaborate eventually with uh, this. Actually, I mean, we could talk about it because just it's it's hypothetical and hypostatic. So you, you gotta. <laughs> so uh, we messaged One uh, O Tricks Point Never, a uh, a prominent electronic musician, his uh, music management. And um, we talked with them, and they had discussed that if we can get the funds to cover the licensing fees, we can use tracks from a classic record R plus seven, which we're looking to utilize in different sections of the game. So uh, for our Kickstarter that's coming out on 628, that's one of the things we're funding for. And uh, so it's also worth it to mention that uh, 628 is the first two perfect numbers discovered by the ancient Greeks. They discovered four. And the first two were six and twenty-eight, and that just and that so happens the... to be your birthday. Yeah, like that's isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. I can't even right? believe it. <laughs> when I saw that, there's I was like, four, this... "There's four perfect numbers <laughs> discovered by the Greeks: six, twenty-eight. I can't remember the third one, and the fourth one is eighty-one twenty-eight, <laughs> which is the title of our game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's so. Weird. How the fuck? And... Like, everything for this game, I think, has just, like, it's almost felt like we're on some weird transhumanist timeline. Like, the coincidences are just too extreme like that. Like, have you noticed that, how weird that is? Yeah, there's been, a lo- there's been so much crazy stuff. There's like, been so many deaths and, like... Oh, yeah, true. Someone's grandfather yeah. died. Someone's dad died. Good friend, like, of the, it, good friend of my family died. I lost two girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of... A lot of shit. It has really felt like almost like a transhumanist battle almost to make this happen. Like, it's like, no, we will make this. We're not stopping. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we are not stopping. Exactly. It's going to keep but, going. Uh, exactly. But uh, I always like to say it reminds me of the Mars Volta with their, their, uh, when they were trying to make the Bedlam and Goliath. And, and uh, Omar had done a Ouija board like thing. And it freaked him out because all of a sudden after, like, everything started going wrong with the project. And, like, the the producer quit because he was like, this music is possessed. I quit. (laughs) And then they were like, oh. And then Omar went out and apparently broke the Ouija board and buried it because he was, like, being uh, superstitious about it or whatever. And then he was like, and then it stopped. (laughs) And then it stopped. So it's like, it's like, and I think, yeah, I think, yeah, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll break through soon. And finish this Bedlam and Goliath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they made it happen. We can make it happen. We yeah. got it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so the Kickstarter coming up is definitely going to be a big uh, step towards the completion of the project because uh, we really have a lot of the systems down at this point. The thing is we need, uh, like, to glue them all together in an efficient and polished and appealing way. Mm-hmm. And so really we need the money, I like to say, for the glue for the end of the project that we're looking to hopefully amass both through the Kickstarter and then based on the strength of the Kickstarter, hopefully to have it matched by uh, an angel, invest, angel investor, venture capitalist, or um, any potential investor that uh, might be interested based on the public reaction to the Kickstarter, so going to be an uh, exciting time, and we're promoting it live. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and this is how this is one of the ways we're promoting it yeah definitely <laughs> yeah so Brendan, i just Brendan, i just noticed the perfect pair is still on the plate this whole time the, what's that <laughs> the pair your perfect pair yeah it's everything's right here. everything's a perfect everything yeah we're gonna pun like you we see gotta, this like a perfect yeah, we gotta podcast <laughs> we gotta warn them yeah like the perfect podcast is just one of endless puns like it's gonna it's <laughs> we might have to put like a pun alert at some point just be like, <laughs> watch out one's come cover yours if you don't hear this one like, <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah so uh we can talk about can we talk about some of our future guests that we have planned or should we keep it a secret uh i'm down go for it well um i've got uh kaylin kaylin roy coming up soon also known oh. as phoenix um, these are all these are all surprises to me too, people. So that just blew my mind. <laughs> what's that? What, Kalen? Kalen Roy or Phoenix? Yeah, yep, exactly. He's gonna be live. We definitely have to have him for. We want to have a hypostatic rap session. Yeah, we got to for... get him to freestyle for us. I don't actually. Yes. I don't know if he's any good at freestyling, but we got to get him to like maybe rap one of his songs. True, true. Yeah, whatever cool. he wants to do. Yeah, no, I was thinking maybe we could try to get uh, his boy Seth on. Uh, or aka Bamaness. Mm-hmm. Whenever they work together, like it's like bang. Yeah, so there are there are friends. Crazy. They're SoundCloud rappers, but they they are very very good, and I will not be surprised if they get if they get famous. Yeah, me neither. They're like, really blowing they're up. They're crazy good. They're they're <laughs> honestly blowing blowing up a lot. Um, they are already. Yeah, they really are. They've been doing a lot it, of. They've been doing like it, PR and stuff. They're doing they're doing well. And, ooh, it doesn't it does not surprise me one bit. Yeah. Like they're production and just so good definitely yeah, check them out on soundcloud uh kaylin his handle is just phnx i believe like for phoenix yep yep i think you're right i'm pretty sure that's what it is yep and then we've got uh we've got brandon brandon colano a good friend of ours he's a, a mechanical engineer he works at six flags uh and he's had a lot of cool jobs actually he used to work at estee lauder uh <laughs> And he has a lot of funny stories, and uh, and he's he's a really smart kid, and mm. really funny too, quick witted. Yeah, I forget what he did with that crazy. What was it some algae experiment? Yeah, it was uh, seaweed. So at at Estee Lauder, oh, yeah. they were crystallizing seaweed and using that for different cosmetics and stuff like that. Sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to eat some of that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so we've got Brandon, we've got Kaylin, uh, we got Zach, um, and yeah, like I said, Zach Bishop was one of our uh, one of our three D modelers. Um, did you have anyone you wanted to bring on? Those are those are the ones that I've talked to. Um, uh, yeah, it sounds like a plan. Uh, yeah, I think we should try and get. We should just hit up random members of the team, just like. And just have them cycle through. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think that'd be solid. So definitely. Uh... Oh, duh, Riku. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Obviously, uh, we're gonna have Riku on. Yeah. Uh, I think true. actually I have him locked down for Thursday. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. Sounds so, like a plan. That doesn't mean yeah, anything can... having to do with uh, the schedule that these are gonna be released. <laughs> mm. True. Yeah, you said. Uh, are they, is this going to be released on a weekly basis? Yeah, I mean, we're going to do one a week. 
Sounds good. Yeah. That way we can, uh, when we have the time, we can record a bunch. And, you know. Yeah, and we're also going to uh, do live streaming of playing games and just talking with teammates and just yeah, so around on the side. Next podcast will be uh, actually already we're going to do a special podcast where we're going to do a little stream of, or not really a stream, but it's a, a video capture of us playing the forest. Uh, it'll be all me because I'm the host, I guess. So you'll be able to see my screen and hear everybody else. Um, Classic. But, uh, I mean, of course, if you're listening to the audio, uh, you, you can hear us and kind of just try to imagine what's going on. I'll try to describe best what's going on. <laughs> sure, sure. With the soothing sound of my of my, uh, my voice full of vocal fry right now because it's very damaged. <laughs> <laughs> because I was screaming earlier. <laughs> Ah, uh, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I was what sing- song were you doing? I sang um, Ghosts Along the Mississippi by Down, and then, oh, what came on after that? It was, like, just another perfect one to, like, scrub. I can't remember Wait. what it was. Mm. That's aight. <laughs> I sang some Chevelle. Nice, nice. My uh, what's been stuck in my head is uh, more than a fairy by Death Grips all like all day for some reason. The, the don't make that face, don't make that, you know. Death Grips song is this like this stuck in my head. So like they definitely they cycle through. Somebody else was cycling through. I remember who it was. Luckily, good. Bye. So. So, yeah, this pair is really good. I was thinking another thing that we could do on the podcast is we could go over conspiracy theories. Oh yeah. How true, do you feel true. about that? Sounds like a plan. Where would uh? Oh, uh, would so, we have live feeds of? Yeah, we could just have live feeds of sources. At the check same this time. out. Check this out. We could do stumble upon. And then filter it only to be conspiracy theories, and just like kind of see if we what we think about them and debunk them and shit. <laughs> oh man! All right, let's do it. <laughs> We're doing it live. <laughs> Here we go. We're doing it. We're really doing it. Here we go. <laughs> okay, where is it at? There should just be one somewhere. All I want is the one. Arts, history, covers, computers, health, hobbies, home living, media, music, regional. Society. I bet it's that one. <laughs> what is happening right now? Are you watching my screen? I like how hedonism is like, what? <laughs> Yep, yep. Let's I'm pretty it. sure it's in here somewhere. How hedonistic are they getting in there? <laughs> Some marquee this out every other nice. Oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, uh. Oh, it's making me select a bunch more. So let's do bizarre oddities. Yo, bisexual culture right there. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know if we should cover like politics and social issues here. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. 
But uh, where's Maybe the? Some, I we thought we saw conspiracy. Shit. Oh, oh, you're picking multiple topics right now. Yeah, we have to do ten subculture. Oh, okay. This is crazy. <laughs> These topics are so random. <laughs> well, I guess society is a pretty broad, like category. <laughs> Counterculture. Yo, you should, yeah, you should go to side tech too. Can you switch into multiple things or no? Mm-hmm. What's your limit here? Chaos oh, complexity. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> all right. All right. What else we got? Cognitive science. That one's cool. Let's do that. Definitely. All right. So that's not. I was just reading. Uh, or I was cool. just watching a uh, podcast on the uh, Tim Ferriss show about talking about uh, the new science of psychedelics mm-hmm. and how they suppress like uh, portions of the brain like considered. Really- uh, the creation of ego and stuff like that and how it makes complete sense with what people have been talking about with ego death and stuff like that and how useful it is for different types of uh, like medical conditions and things like that and I've just been thinking recently like, damn everyone needs a good like just just like worldwide ego death <laughs> just yeah, everyone chill that's why Maynard's <laughs> like he's uh we're, we're praying for rain we're praying for tidal waves he he said he um we need just a giant global disaster and we need like half the population to be wiped out and then everybody will start to well, love each other and have more of a sense of humanity. What? That's a little extreme. <laughs> that's, that's, hey, that's it. Oh, dang. But. Okay, let's start. I think. Let's go. What's our first topic? So you're looking at my screen? Yep. Okay. Oh, God. what they won't show you on television, anything, anything. Like <laughs> what they won't show you. What's okay? Let's see. Let's pick That's one another of these. very broad topic. Let's pick one of these. What's the the ripple effect? Okay, now let's let's do it. Chris diversion. Ooh, this parallel is, universes. This right here. Parallel universes. Nice. Okay. When one studies the properties of atoms, Tesseract. one founds one found that reality is far stranger than anyone would have invented in the form of fiction. Particles really do have the possibility of, in some sense, being what? in more than one place at a time. See the seventy, all right, I'm done. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what, were, what were you just saying? We just went to se- we just went to seven D there, folks. Seven D, seventh dimension. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Elevator ride right there, <laughs> which hopefully we'll be doing in the game too. You're riding that astral arc right up there. <laughs> Ride the spiral to the end. We may just yes. go where no one's been. Wait, what song is that? That's um, Lateralis by Tool. Yo. As you can tell, so, I'm a, that was so a accurate. fat Tool fan. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not really fat. Not that it matters, but... <laughs> Sorry, I'm fumbling around a... with my mic so much here. No problem. That was a stellar... That was a stellar to the reference. For the scenario. I was like, wait. You just describe that exactly. All right, cool. That's better. All right, let's. I think I'm gonna run up and grab another drink. Oh, okay. After this one. After this one. After this one. Yeah, one more. Jobs that no longer exist. Ten jobs that no longer exist. Bowling alleys. (laughs) They just went extinct by the time we opened this up. (laughs) Bowling alleys. No, (laughs) me and Anna go bowling every Sunday now. Hey, that's sick. I've been getting good. I've, I bowled uh, like a 165. 
Ooh, dang. Yeah, that was, yeah. That, was, that was my best game. I bowled that last Sunday. Nice, nice. I don't think I ever broke 150. Yeah, we bowled four games, and I broke 150 twice. Jolly. You should join the league. Nah, <laughs> that's a little too dorky for me. Or I was thinking about bowler's thumb. What's that? Have you ever seen anybody with bowler's thumb? What the fuck is bowler's thumb? Bowlers get like a, uh, I don't know how, like what, like subset players get it or whatever, but uh, their thumb just turns into like a club where it's just like, I knew somebody who had it and like I felt it. And I was like, what? It just like, it did not feel like, like, the, the, I don't know if it would just became, it's just like a, your thumb becomes a giant stiff mass. <laughs> That's disgusting. Right? <laughs> well, it's just like, I was like, you guys like smack. Like, that thing was just, thing was In the words of Rob, ew, ew. <laughs> I'm going to pour myself a little drink so, here. Imagine the hand drum you could pull out that, though. That'd be solid. You could the play f- probably actually drums, actual drums. So with, what's uh, a human alarm clock? So knocker uppers were essentially alarm clocks. They were hired to ensure that people would wake up on time for their own jobs. They would use sticks, clubs, or pebbles to knock on clients' windows and doors. So it's you pay someone to come like bang on your window and wake you up. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> I'd be horrible at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you would just like sleep in yourself. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'd need I'd need to f- hire a cheaper window okay. waker or whatever. <laughs> just for reference, for everyone who's listening, I want you guys to know, Rob. If if you think, listen to me. If you think that you have someone in your life, who is bad bad with time bad with time management <laughs> if you compare them to rob they're not bad rob time doesn't exist for me rob is <laughs> the worst person with time management i've ever met in my entire life you know what you know when we were supposed to like and time is a mystery and i know you get it no you get it from your family too because you even told mm. like you know what I, yeah I actually i've been wanting to ask you <laughs> why it took so goddamn long for you to drive from Rochester, New York to New Jersey. It should not oh. have taken you two days. <laughs> what the That's fuck? True. Yeah, I don't know why we stopped. Normally, we would have gotten back in one day, but we ended up stopping, like, a lot. Why? So, uh, they just decided. They were like, we're tired. We don't want to do it. So, yeah, because I thought I was going to be back home yesterday to set everything up for the mic and stuff. Yeah, didn't you tell them, like, you have stuff to do on Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't work out, though. <laughs> Just but for reference, we, uh... we were supposed to start the podcast around 11, 12 o'clock today, and it's about 7.45 p.m. Mm. You're getting late start. You never know That's when okay. things are going to happen. I still, I still happen. love you. I still love you. Hey, hey say, Sam, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you never know when things are going to happen on a transhumanist time. It doesn't make any sense. Imagine if you could oh, figure that up. out. Like some crazy numerology stuff. Like oh, we gotta look at, sh- 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 look it up right now. Yo, figure it out. We gotta figure it out live. We gotta show our viewers how to do it. <laughs> do what? Look up conspiracy theories? No, look up the future using numbers right now. We gotta how figure to it out. Look up the future using numbers. Yep, we gotta make it happen right here. What does that mean? <laughs> look up the future. 
<laughs> just Google that. Just see what it says. <laughs> Is that what you want me to do? Uh, seriously. <laughs> Look up the future. First thing is from Apple. Numbers function list. Or. Oh, did you hear that? That was my ice machine. That was impressive. I think it scared me. You heard it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this mic is crazy. Seriously. <laughs> what room is that in? Is that nearby you? Or... I, I'm in uh, the living room. Oh. oh. You're living it up. <laughs> You just you just been dancing this whole time because you're in the living. Room. You're like, hey, you've been thrown down this whole time. Did you break anything? Did I break anything? Mm. Mm. What are you living it up in there? Yeah, I'm just living. You know, I'd be steady living. I'd be that's, steady mobbing. That's true. You you are alive right now. <laughs> yep, I done, done been. Done been alive. <laughs> done be done be done been al done been alive. Congratulations. Thanks. Well done. Well done. I I've been working on it for quite some time now. <laughs> you know. Yes. Based okay, what's oh. this? Based on your your birth number, here's how your future will look like. <laughs> what the fuck kind of grammar is that? Yeah. <laughs> here's how your future will look like. Okay. One, success-based numerology. <laughs> numerology like is really the science of predicting the, the future of a person <laughs> using numbers. Our birth date, for example, yeah, can help us predict numerology. at what age we will, we will gather success, <laughs> and that is something we will desire in life. Imagine it just gave you your future as one badly drawn picture. Like, there you go. There you go. Enjoy it. <laughs> Calculating your birth number is a fairly easy task. All you need to do is add up your birth date <laughs> if it is a double-digit number, and you have and you have your birth number. Okay, so mine's eight. For example, if you're born on the twelfth of the month, your number is thir is three. Okay, so yours is twenty-eight. Mm. So, so it's ten. What? I'm gonna look up though. Uh... Are, are you following along with this at all? <laughs> Are you just no, completely am, not paying attention? No, I am. I was. I, li I just literally, when I said that, I derailed for a second. <laughs> so I, your back. birthday's on the 28th, right? Yes. Okay, so that's your number is 10, and mine is 8. Uh, your birth number. What does okay. that do? <laughs> so we're, we're going through the steps. Let's check. Let's oh, okay. see. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was it. I thought that was like... <laughs> or 20. <laughs> oh, okay. that's a sign. Three. Number one, this number stands for big changes and new opportunities. Those born on this date are usually high on energy and extremely creative. However, they make sure. Okay, so. Four. First of any. Number two. Okay, so we want eight and ten. Right? Uh, there's going to be some crazy shit. Okay, Watch this third perfect number. People born under the number eight are ambitious and career-driven and are success-hungry. True. They normally do well at anything that they pick in life and are always raring to go. They are hard-working people. So that's me. <laughs> hey, get them. <laughs> Makes sense. Oh, you're not on here. 
What? Yep, you're 10, what? right? 28, 10. <laughs> they just didn't give me one. That's crazy. That's funny. But uh, uh, That's the third up. perfect number is 496. But that was hilarious. They just skipped 10. They're like, nah, nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm the Joker card. The Jarrett Turret arrow. <laughs> okay, so we just want conspiracies here. Okay, a list of morons who slipped up and practically admitted 9-11 was an inside job. <laughs> the first oh, okay. one is 9-11. <laughs> Here we go, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm skipping this one. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Next. People? No. Ten more mysterious conspiracy theories. Ooh, okay. Ararat Anomaly. Theories surrounding the Ararat anomaly arose from a single black-and-white fo photograph taken in 1949 by a USAF recon plane performing routine intelligence gathering at the Ararat Massif, which was in an area of military interest at the time. This famous photo shows a shoulder of Mount Ararat only 1,300 feet from the summit covered in snow with an odd-looking object on the very precipice of a steep slope. Conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories. <laughs> Now you're speaking my language. All right, there we go. There's one. <laughs> Conspiracy theorists, many of them biblical literalists. That was a great poem, Brendan. Thank you. Thank By you. Thank you very much. I, you, know, yeah. you know, I really I really thrive off the comments, and, you know, I, I need the emotional support, you know. That's what came I out. A, I have a fragile <laughs> ego, so. What? Um, <laughs> the ego damn broke right there. It was like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Conspiracy uh, theorists, many of them biblical liter literalists, claim that the odd-looking object, if, if Noah's Ark, which the Bible states, came to rest on the mountains of Ararat after the Great Flood. Since the Bible pluralizes mountains, the question still stands, which mountain of the area? Mount Ararat is the tallest of the Armenian plateau, but the whole area of eastern Turkey and western Armenia is mountainous, and Mount Ararat is usually two peaks. There's actually two peaks, with the main peak a, prominent, a prominence for miles around. The anomaly appears to be a very rounded elongation teetering on the edge of a slope, buried under ice and snow. It has so roused the curiosity of the U.S. government that planes and satellites have been used to take numerous photographs of it, not all of which the theory claims have been made public. The best public views of it can be found on the internet for free, and the anomaly does look very much like a big boat, approximately 1,000 feet long and 200 to 300 feet wide, which roughly matches the Bible's description of the Ark. A close-up of it appears to show two sets of three prongs, one set on each end, and this close-up does not look very, or does look very man-made. Why the U.S. government? Well, wouldn't it have been man-made anyway if it was made by Noah? <laughs> Yo, you got it. <laughs> why the Yo, U.S. government bro. will not? Why the U.S. government will not That's divulge amazing. anything further than what is available is not universally established. But the theory claims that in order to do so, the government would have to declassify top-secret spy satellites, which would set a lot of unwanted media against them in terms of invasion of privacy. The U.S. does have satellites that can photograph a postage stamp from 600 miles overhead, but there are no such photographs of the anomaly. Hmm. Weird. the hell was it? Did you guys see that? It does look kind of like a boat. That's weird. It's, it's been interesting how much alien disclosure talk has been going on within members of our own government, just like between 
them all, just like alien disclosure, uh, just uh, just among them all. <laughs> <laughs> just like, is it happening? Are you gonna? Hey, <laughs> what are you gonna? <laughs> That'd be interesting. Are you gonna admit it? Are you gonna admit it? What's happening? Yeah, like, <laughs> come on, like. <laughs> When's it coming? When's it coming? I just want to see the public reaction. If the if literally just on the news tomorrow they were like, yeah, we've had aliens for a while yeah. and we just uh... so we know we know Area Fifty One exists. Yeah, <laughs> we know that you won't tell us what it's for. What, uh, what what are we supposed to believe here? It almost makes me feel like they want us to believe that Area Fifty One has aliens in it, or like exactly. Like, that's what, like, I'm, I'm really getting this vibe of, like, they're super pushing this idea on purpose. Just, like, guys, guys. Just, like, yeah. maybe even just as, like, a distraction or whatever. But they're definitely doing that. Where they're just, like, oh, we're making something something that will make it hard to, like, what's, it's always called controlled opposition. Where they plant all the fake trash information so that uh, it discredits entire theories and things like that. So it's always interesting to see actively, especially even just even major journalists just do this where they mislead people with trash information, with misleads, fake news, and just com complete exact completely <laughs> just completely mess with the perception of their own public, and also to see it done with the like other countries, the way they use it to like destabilize governments and entire countries by fooling their own people, like it's just all the mind game. That hey, you don't mind if I eat a sandwich, do you? Nope, go for it. <laughs> Never trust the news. Why not? Like that you have to that documentary that that documentary, uh the revolution will not be televised. That was a that was a solid one. Um What's that one also, about? Also also the art of uh what's it called the act of killing or the art of killing. It's another good one to see, especially to see from it like the perpetrator's point of view and uh, <clears throat> the psychology behind people who kill people in mass, just like, and the way you can desensitize a person to that. And Is just that the mind hunters thing? What'd you say? Is that like mind hunters? That's what that's about too. Uh, I'd, what is that? Well, it's like um, it's ba it's a TV show based on a book, and it's about this these uh, guys who travel around and they like teach um, like pre different cop precincts about um, like about criminal psychology and stuff like that, and mm. um, they they end up solving a bunch of mysteries and murders and stuff along the way. Interesting. But uh, the act of killing is about. Um think it was uh it's a documentary where it's really interesting they went to this country where there had been some mass genocide and they went to the perpetrators of the genocide and said we want you to act out we want you to make a memorial to your actions and gave them the money and uh and like the production to show what they had done and they had just made this like really gross charade of like glorifying themselves this like production like this stage production and along the course of the movie they go into the psychology of the people who did it like the soldiers and uh the people like the even the higher-ups and uh 
and how they just justify just slaughtering these people in like the most gruesome ways yeah. and watching them realize at least some of them uh, like a lot of them don't but one specific person they talk to you could see like how his uh how it challenges his own ideas of what he did in that uh genocide so it's really interesting hmm. yeah you said that was a documentary yeah let me see if it's the, the act of killing or the art Yeah, it's the act of killing. The act of killing. Yeah, that was a really interesting documentary. I know they made a follow-up to it, but I did not see that one yet. Yet, yeah, now the summertime, some more media in behind media. <laughs> yeah, now that you got some time, now that you're not going to school anymore. Just, uh, what's it called? We'll find out about that to, uh, tomorrow, maybe? You find out about that tomorrow? Possibly. Yeah, we Ooh. gotta find out what's going on with that. Interesting. Mm hmm But. How do you feel? Either way. Uh, I don't care. Nah, I don't care. Yeah. Wow. Well, Literally it's... my reaction. That's uh, that's pretty uh. That's pretty lackadaisical of you. Mhm. Mhm. The salad is really good though. <laughs> Are you trying to change the subject? <laughs> to this delicious salad. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm implying here. You're trying to change the subject. <laughs> Can I aim the microphone at it? You're trying Wait, to change me... the subject here. <laughs> now, you're speaking, now you're speaking my language. I'm aiming the microphone. What, there's a name for that. What are those called again? I forgot. Oh, bit idiom. Let's look it up. It's got to be an idiom or a synonym. Switching the first letter. Two words. A spoonerism. A, a what? A spoonerism. Uh, it's not even on here. A spoonerism is an error in speech in which corresponding consonants, vowels, or morphemes are switched. See metathesis. metathesis switched between oh, two words in a phrase. These are named after the Oxford Don and ordained minister William Archibald Spooner, who is the who is famous for doing this. Don't you love doing those? Yeah, that's my like my favorite thing. Exactly. Definitely noticed that. <laughs> Is my eating too loud right now or no? No, you're good. Okay, cool. I don't really I can I can hear it in your voice, but I can't hear it. <laughs> nice, that's good. But uh yeah, the ones that popped up for idiom were locution, diction, phraseology, terminology, parlance, jargon, argot. These are those are good ones. Vernacular Vicarious by tool. Vicarious. <laughs> That's not on there. I just threw that in there. I wish. It should yeah, just be cool. on like every list everywhere for everything. Exactly. <laughs> Coolest like, words of all time. Top 10 anime titties. <laughs> tool vicarious. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yes. Every 
So yeah, uh, we're gonna I be. I don't want to be super professional on this podcast. Like I said, I want to be nice and laid back. <laughs> mm. Um, we're current. I'm currently uh, sipping on a Miller Light. Uh, what do you got? What do you got going on over there? Uh, I don't have. I have a Bud Light and a Coors Light. <laughs> I was hoping I had one too. Yeah. <laughs> I was okay, about to, I might actually, uh, as I mentioned, I might stop real quick and uh, head upstairs for a bathroom break and BRB. Um, well, we're going to be done in about 15, uh, 20 minutes. Okay. So we're going to have a break in between, and then we're going to do another podcast. So you can probably just wait, right? Yeah, yeah, I can, I can wait. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Rob. Uh, this is how this works. You got to. I'm running. I just run. You're just like, you're just like, Rob, 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 Rob. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're just about an hour into recording here. Nice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, definitely trying to keep a light, like, don't yeah. do it like you said, because this is like our downtime, working on the project, yeah, like, just sort of, Sort of just <laughs> uh, a place to vent and put our feelings and, uh, you know, have people just maybe mm. know a little bit better about what's going on, get a little yeah. personal with us. True, true. Yeah. And we definitely, uh, we talked about like doing a lot of things like pulling stunts and just even uh, just online pranks and ARG crazy web game type stuff and just doing a ton of different stuff like releasing music on the side. So Hypostatic Studios is definitely more than just one project. We're, we're going to be doing some very interesting ad campaigns in the near future. So uh, mm. be on the lookout for those. Uh, maybe possibly in a couple major cities, <laughs> Rochester, <laughs> San Diego. <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, New Jersey around the Rutgers area. <laughs> Let's see. We'll see. <laughs> definitely, def- definitely somewhere in New Jersey. <laughs> Statewide. <laughs> State, all over. Just everywhere. Maybe, plastered. Maybe sees. Ooh, we'll seaside. get plastered and we'll and we'll pla- we'll make it plastered of of uh, our information, be double yes. plastered. I agree. <laughs> but you know, you know what was lame was at Seaside one time. Me and my friends went out with a guitar, and I was supposed to sing, and my friend had the trumpet, and we just because he happened to have the trumpet, so like, yo, let's mm-hmm. do it. Went out onto the boardwalk at Seaside, and we were supposed to cover in the aeroplane over the sea by Neutral Milk Hotel by the side of the boardwalk because we were like, yo, people probably like this. this is a chill song. And we try to get a little thing going, and they shut us down immediately. Like, no music on the walk without a license. Like, ah, oh. <laughs> one song. Come on, that's <laughs> awful. Right? That was. Lame. But they're just kids. They were just Ex- kids. Exactly. <laughs> Why you do this? They were just Next time. kids. We'll get the we'll get the permit. They were only kids. Uh, they were only kids. Oh yeah, did I say the uh, the third number was? Or a nine six. You did. You did. In fact, okay, good. I'm mixing it. <laughs> Thank <stuff>. you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you for the clarification. And one more time. <laughs> oh wait. Okay. I'm looking at your screen. I was like, where? I was like, I didn't open this up. <laughs> yeah. This is me. You see my my cursor. Cursor. Fancy. Yeah. There's the ocean of agape. Uh, there's some. Uh, Optical octopodas outside. Some of ego the, eggs. Oh, uh, yep, some ego eggs, which is what we're calling the brains, because you crack them open. They have the water memory inside. You buy them like uh, episodes. Some of them. Uh, we're looking to make, making them eventually all free, but initially, some of the episodes are going to be uh, you pay to influence like the transhumanist timeline 
uh, for that before it becomes free at the next. There's going to be four celestial seasons, they're called, for the four seasons of the perfect year. And <clears throat> every time we move to a new season, everything from the previous season becomes free. And the people who are paying for the next season help us uh, further the project and create more free content while also getting first access to the next episodes in some cases. Unless we can make everything free, we have to see... Yeah, so uh, what we can do, but we're we releasing to... a lot of info on the Instagram, so that that would be at hypostatic human. Mm -hmm. Yep, uh, hypostatic human, and we uh, ha will have a lot more social media links on the website soon to a lot of the uh, our social media pages that we just unlocked again after being locked out of them for months. <laughs> but uh, yep, those are going to be opening up again, and we're going to be posting a lot on those. So. Uh, Oh, but yeah, also worth mentioning is the Persopon, uh, the hub ship, which is like the duotopia that mm -hmm. all the strata statues live on. All the social life aspects are going to be all completely free. So you can like go to the Bus to Bus Flight Club and like fight your friends or the history halls or any of the other different sections of the ship or also outside of the ship and explore the uh, hypostatic space, which is like supposed to be this crazy uh, like permanent quantum solvent space field that you float through on the ship and you can go out of the ship in your aesthetic mechs and your aesthetic aircrafts and uh, your different things that you go out into space and explore the exoplanets as, with your friends and all that's for free so there's all different yeah. types of worlds keep in mind this free part it does not have any sort of like a narrative or anything like that it's it's really just to, to get you acclimated and, and it's like a, to entice I would say yeah True. Yeah, the uh, the free elements would be more you working on your character and your social life, and then the uh, initial ego egg, ego one ego egg episode we will release uh, with the soap on for free. Initially, will be um, the mind Janus's mind mountain, mm -hmm. which is based on uh, the initial character that you start with, who is a, a a rich dying old man from our present time who cryogenically freezes himself and is. Uh, revived in the future to be melded with a poor omen from the end of the world, uh, the rapture from the game, and you have to uh, see the story of the the past and the future and it's all represented through the Roman god Janus, the two-faced god of beginnings and time and he oversees the melding of these initial two minds yep. The, yep, that was perfect timing so these are all different elements of the mountain you go through the sunken city where the poor woman lived this and the uh, Palace of Privilege, where the rich man lived, and all those worlds are for free. So we're definitely, right off the bat, releasing a lot of free content. So this is from the Psychopathic Psyche, which will be one of the paid episodes. Um, the uh, This uh, Ocean of Agape may or may not be a paid episode. That will be the third episode, or Ego Egg. And the fourth will be the Desert of the Real. Um... Should we explain that or no? The desert of the real. Uh if you want. That has to do with. I actually can't. You can't. I actually can't remember that one term that is essential right now. It's in the. Uh, it would be in the Instagram post. I can't. Oh, would I have that? Do you yeah, remember it was what the, the photo one. Was? It wasn't a photo. It was like a short video. I could actually look it up real quick. Oh, I, I don't know if I got any of the videos. I think I maybe. I think I only took the pictures. Nice. It opened it opened right to it. Um where is it? Where is it? Second. Your mom. Oh, found it. 
<laughs> ah. Your mom gay. Yeah. You want to talk about anything while I'm finding this? <laughs> um. Well. I just want to talk about how excited I am about this podcast and uh, how we're going to have tons of cool guests and uh, we're sort of just, you know, figuring out the whole uh, format as we go along and figuring out what works best. Um, we'll be, uh, I th you can reach us by email. Um, our Gmail is uh, apyhypostaticstudios at gmail.com. So if you have any sort of suggestions or anything you think, you know, maybe we should incorporate to the show or um, anything you're curious about, any questions about the game or about us, go ahead and send them in. We want to hear we want to hear from our our listeners, if any, if we uh, end up getting any. Um, yeah. And uh, this is this is going to be a cool outlet for us. Mm. And. uh well said. Yeah, we'll hope to hope to have as many people from the actual project that we can. So that was a a good um, overview of the podcast, and uh, I also found out what the uh, the term was for the desert of the real. Oh, so, what was that? so it's uh, acoustic streaming, which is uh, used in some forms of vaporization, and it. Uh, you can see uh, a video on the Instagram page, but it shows uh, a stream of water almost like uh, just vaporized, shooting out based on the sound frequency and then like exploding into vapor. So uh, you're in the desert of the real, which is a, uh, a bone dry desert with all this like these skeleton citizens all going around. They're dying of thirst. And uh, you go to a city where it's controlling all the water resources and it's like... Um, what's it called it's like they have uh all these different watching elements that uh we want to say for the story but you basically uh get from the technology inside of the city a acoustic streaming instrument that you mm -hmm. go out and use like a dowsing rod you go back out into the desert of the real and you use the uh acoustic streaming dowsing rod to shoot the sound down into these uh these chambers which erupt the water out and can vaporize and then save the citizens that are outside of the city. So there's going to be like a, uh, that's going to be a very visually uh, interesting. And yeah. also a lot of uh, the idea with that one is to explain economy and environmentalism and also hide a lot of visual metaphors and things like that. So, and you have to uncover them using this acoustic instrument that does a variety of different things like that, that affect the landscape around you. Yeah, keep in mind this is years down the road if it, if it's going to come out. That'd be the one of the later episodes, right? Yeah. yeah. And then also we're looking to uh, like collaborate more with the players and have them act, create content in a spore-like fashion that would be tied into the latest of all the episodes, where everything's really hopefully becoming more and more collaborative and melding the players more and more into the experience. So that'd be reflected as the game as the project progresses. So, I have something I want to ask you. Yes, yes. Do you have any do you have any ridiculous stories? I feel like I feel like you've got some ridiculous stuff with like Birdo and those guys. 
True. I'm trying to think. Now that you mentioned Birdo, um, one cool thing that we are doing is he just was like, yo, I'll buy you uh, plane tickets to Europe. I really want to go see this concert. Let's go. And I'm like, what? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, so this October, we're going to go see uh, – the plan is to go see an artist uh, – can never remember. It's a sequence of three. KFJ. Have you have you listened to them before? Yeah, uh, Berto showed me them okay, before, you know, and they're really good instrumental. Oh, that's uh, cool. He's he's actually a one act, uh, one man act where he plays all the instruments. He like loops them together. He plays the oh. saxophone, the keyboards, oh, that's all the cool. all the elements. Yeah, he's really good. Um, so we're gonna go see him, and that should be a lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds but, really cool. So Europe will head your way soon. Promote over there too. See if we can make where it happen. Where in Europe? I actually don't know. <laughs> you really? You just know it's in Europe? Yeah, that's literally all you said. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, I don't know uh, what's it called. What? The, yeah, what the location was? It was like a really short conversation. Like, <laughs> I've been pretty much like buying your tickets to Europe. Okay, bye. <laughs> which is it? Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah got to connect with everyone now that I'm back home for sure and uh, hopefully a little more free time so everybody all the friends and fam coming your way soon yeah alright well I think we can go ahead and probably wrap this one up mm-hmm. we're about an hour and 12 minutes in so uh, but mind you this will probably get edited down a little bit alright well Thank you for joining us on our first episode of the of a perfect podcast presented by Hepostatic Studios. Um, on behalf of Rob and myself, Brendan, your host, uh, we thank you and tune into yes. the next one. Yeah, thank you very much for listening, and uh, see you in the future. Yeah, remember you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, uh, and all the other. Uh, various vehicles for podcasts, Stitcher and such. Uh, our Instagram is hypostatic human. Um, and uh, our website is a perfect And we do own a perfect, a perfect year.com and a perfect podcast.com. We just haven't hooked them up yet. But yeah. We'll be hooking all of that soon. up soon. Yep. All right. And also uh, worth mentioning is our website's currently in a prototype stage where the information yeah, this is website you're seeing but... now. Yeah, it's uh, definitely not too flashy, but you could definitely find all the social media links and sign up for information about the Kickstarter and see our more information about the studio and our project. Alrighty, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. All right. Thanks a lot, Hypostatic Humans. Good night.